everyone. Welcome to the Jujiteras podcast. My name is Stacy. I'm a Jujiteta, and this is my podcast. For today's episode, I sat down again with my friend and training partner, Coach Dave Green, this time to discuss exercise, weightlifting, aka cross-training, and jujitsu. There's a lot, 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 lot that is covered in this episode, and again, as you'll notice on the timestamp, we sat down for over an hour this time, again, to discuss topics like this. Before I get into all of the disclaimers and into the interview, I have something very exciting to share, you guys. I have my very first patron on Patreon! Ann Foster. Ann, you guys, Ann is the host of Vulgar History Podcast. And as it turns out, oh my gosh, I've been listening to her podcast literally for um, at least two years now, probably longer. My sister introduced me to Ann's podcast, Vulgar History, and I just fell in love with it. I listened to it on repeat. I have all my favorite episodes, especially Frances Howard, who since this pod, well, I can't say what her nickname is because my podcast um, is not vulgar history and I have a clean rating on mine, so I can't say what her nickname is. But if you don't mind a few swear words here and there, then go check out Vulgar History and you get to find out what Frances Howard's nickname is. And as you listen to the different seasons, as the seasons go on and you just become part of the inside jokes, there's a really awesome community there. And I just, I just adore it. Thank you so much, Anne. I really, really appreciate the support. It's, it really means a lot. Thank you so much. So Anne Foster, host of Vulgar History Podcast. Thank you very much. Okay, now I need to get into the disclaimers. I did a more full disclaimer last time for the nutrition episode. I will do a similar disclaimer this time. Dave and I are not medical professionals, nor do we ever claim to be. This podcast is not intended to be taken as medical advice for anyone. The purpose of this podcast is to just give you general information to help you make informed decisions about your body and your health. So there we go. Now, without further ado, here is my interview with Coach Dave Green. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm sitting here with Coach Dave Green. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Excited to chat more. Yeah, me too. And so today's topic is sort of the the sister that goes hand in hand with last week's topic, which is weight training slash cross training and jujitsu, which goes hand in hand with nutrition that we talked about last time. Can't do it. You can't outwork a bad diet, and you can't out-eat no exercise. Yeah, so, yeah. Before we get started, can you please reintroduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, I'm uh, Coach Dave Green. Uh, I'm a blue belt at Gracie Barra. I've been training there for about 27 months. I am the uh, the uh, resident old guy, or one of them. <laughs> you know, I'm 46 years old, and uh, I'm on those mats you know, five, six days a week. Yeah, you're yeah. there you're there all the time. You're there you're actually there more than I am these days. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then can you please reintroduce your um your qualifications and certifications for sure. everyone? Sure. I've been a uh, CrossFit coach for ten years. I own two gyms and uh, I have a myriad of certifications. I'm a CrossFit level three trainer the precision nutrition certificate and i have a bunch of specialty certs underneath that olympic weightlifting kettlebell movements uh all kinds of stuff you know we can dive into some of that a little further on here i think but mm-hmm. yeah you know what i actually have a question mm-hmm. because i well i don't know if other people are thinking this but i was just wondering about this how long does it take you to get certified in those in those things well for crossfit the level one the l1 is is a weekend course the test is not easy i've, I've i have my previous career, I've, I've done a lot of different certifications, and this is by far is not one of the easiest, and it's not the hardest I've done. Uh, but there's, I think the the study guide is up to, it's like 160, 170 pages. You're talking about programming, uh, nutrition, uh, how to teach movement patterns. Mm-hmm. One of the things about CrossFit that I love is it's it's one of the only places that like teaches you 
in the level one curriculum how to like coach a squat, how to demonstrate what a squat is and how to coach a squat. There are mm. other certificates out there that have a lot more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just a lot, maybe a lot more broadly accepted. They're kind of older school, I guess, and, but they don't like to find what a squat is. Um, but anyway, mm. the short answer is, is, is a weekend. The L3, you know, there's an L2 uh, level and they basically say you should be coaching for about a year and then go do another weekend mm. course for that. The L3 is a um, is an accredited certification, means it's third-party accredited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I studied for, God, probably nine months. Mm. Uh, there is a ton of course material, and then you got to go into one of those computer labs, mm-hmm. you know, sit down and do the test, and, you know, it's third-party yeah. accredited uh, certification, so, yeah. yeah. Wait, did you say you were level four? I'm a level three. Level I'm not, three, yeah, okay. I'm a trainer. The L4 is a, a CrossFit coach is what they call it they oh, have, okay. you know, jargon or whatever yeah so mm-hmm. i mean so this is this is legit like this isn't just because you and i are not medical professionals doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you don't know what you're talking about. oh yeah let's get that out of the way yeah we are not medical professionals i know so, we, yeah. have, we have to say this <laughs> yeah. i have to say this just to like cover my bases just yeah. because even though most people who are listening to this are our friends yeah. but you know, I've seen my analytics and there's people from like different, all sorts of different countries listening to this. And so I just, I don't know who's an internet troll and who isn't. Mm-hmm. So I have to say this for the internet trolls. Okay. We're not medical professionals. Yeah. This is not medical advice, but also you know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've been doing this for 10 years. I've helped thousands of people, uh, you know, yeah. all different types of goals, weight loss, get stronger, look a certain way, you know, play, play certain sports. I've had mm-hmm. D1 athletes come through my gym. I've had Ironman athletes, uh, you know, I've, I've helped all types. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like, this isn't just, this isn't a thing that you got like a degree from Google university. No, I've, I've been, well, actually most of my life I've been passionate about human movement. Mm-hmm. And I played sports growing up. I was quote unquote athletic. I ended up playing intercollegiate club level lacrosse. But I, I actually studied art and I studied figure. I did a lot mm-hmm. of life study. So I was like studying the human body, both from a scientific side and from kind of an art side. But movement patterns fascinate me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mm-hmm. really what this kind of gets down to when, you know, when yeah. you're coaching people, you're just kind of breaking down movement patterns, how to strengthen them, how to complement them. There's, you know, there's a lot to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of movement patterns and cross-training, as we're calling it, which is, that's, okay, I wanted to define these terms. Because cross-training in terms of fitness means something different than cross-training in the jiu-jitsu world. So, can you please define what cross-training means in terms of fitness? Yeah, well, I I think cross-training is just mixing, you know, if you play a specific sport you're going to complement it with a different type of training you know i if you're like a runner i may mm-hmm. do some cross training that may mean weightlifting you know, mm-hmm. like so when we say like cross training in in exercise and fitness it's it's a little bit antiquated you know like now mixed modal training is is very popular it used to be that people believed like you if you focused only on like long distance running cardio work like mm-hmm. lifting weights would detract from that but with the, the science no, it doesn't. yeah no not at all yeah not at all it actually uh, benefits it greatly um so you know with jujitsu i would say you know when you practice jujitsu you know you're we're, we're learning techniques we're drilling techniques we're, we're sparring on the mats uh, cross training is anything like maybe that isn't on the mat I would say that's kind of mm-hmm. how I, I, I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we're using that term. Um, and I just want to make this clear because I know for people who are like very experienced in the jujitsu world, I know that sometimes when you hear cross training, what you envision is leaving your academy and training at a non-affiliated academy, which is frowned upon, yeah. but that's not how we're using this term. That's not what we mean. Yeah. So I just want to make sure I make it clear exactly what we mean. Yeah. I, yeah. I look at this as like, how do we, um, you know, condi- there's like three main components to exercise. Mm. There's mobility, right? You got to mm. like work on your range of motion, make sure you can get into position safely. And everybody has like a, uh, their own natural range of motion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's conditioning work where like we're going to work on like, you know, short bursts of energy or long sustained uh, types of energy or, and then there's, you know, strength training. You know, mm-hmm. resistance training, whether it's dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, or whatever, body weight. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So before we get into the why and the how of, of cross-training benefiting jiu-jitsu, can you please 
describe and dispel some common misconceptions that people have regarding weight training or exercise in general? Well, again, this kind of goes back to the nutrition that, you know, that it's hard, that it's, it has to be this complex thing. It, it, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. You don't need a lot of equipment. You don't need a gym membership. Uh, I would recommend getting a coach to help you review movement so you're moving safely. But literally, it's like just get your butt up off the couch and go for a walk. Well, you know, now we're, we're doing some exercise. You know, that's like mm-hmm. a very base level thing. But a lot of my clients that I work with that you know, need to lose a lot of weight, it's like, hey, you know, you're not jogging miles. You're not mm-hmm. You're not running a marathon. You're not you know, squatting, you know, huge weights or anything, like just get up and move, you know, yeah. something is better than nothing is a good rule most of the time, yeah. <laughs> the vast, well, vast majority of the I time. I mean, and I think that you bring up a good point too, is because I think a lot of times people underestimate kind of the value of just going for a walk. So here's a fascinating thing about just exercise, right? Mm. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is yeah, neat, right? This is when you burn calories from a non-exercise activity, like tapping your foot, walking, you know, mm-hmm. like up the stairs or, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like, I'm not going out to exercise, but like, right. you know, just like living life. fidgeting back and forth. It's something like 75 or 80% of your daily caloric burn. So if, if you want to lose weight, right. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, you're, you boost your metabolism. Like, yeah, let's just say exercising in the gym, whatever that or getting your roles in at jujitsu, you know, is three to five hours a week. Mm-hmm. You know, that only really accounts for about 15, maybe 20% of your caloric burn. So even if you double that, you know, the non-exercise activity thermogenesis neat is more calories. So mm-hmm. like a huge thing for a lot of people is like, get a standing desk, just stand <laughs> literally. And like, and that little rocking back and forth you might do at your desk, at your office or wherever, like is, has tremendous impact on overall health. It's, 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 you know, it's simple, but impactful. And that is actually something that I never really considered. I, I shake my leg or shake my foot mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I like sway back and forth. Even when I'm sitting, like I'm supposed to yeah. be sitting still, I sway back and forth all the time. Go with it. I like, <laughs> like pick at my nails and stuff. Like, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe these are anxious behaviors or something too, but it's like, I I do all those things. Yeah, no, and it's, it's, it's very simple. Uh, it has profound impact, you know, like mm-hmm. it literally just standing up instead of sitting is, yeah. is hugely impactful for a great many people. Okay, well, that's, that's really comforting to hear. <laughs> it's not as complicated as maybe some people might think it mm-hmm. is. Okay, so now let's get into cross-training and jujitsu specifically. So let's ask the big question. Why? Why should jujitsu practitioners cross-train? Uh, well, I um, I may ruffle some feathers with this. I know there's, uh, you know, I follow a lot of social media, you know, figures in the jujitsu world. And, and these questions are kind of lobbed out there. And I see very frequently, it's like, you want to get better at rolling? You want to increase your conditioning at, at jujitsu or whatever? It's like, just roll more. I believe that you need to do other things besides jujitsu. And the reason for that is to maybe prevent injury, right? Mm-hmm. Have you know, um, more longevity on the mats. Uh, you need to vary your workout patterns. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say the question was why? Yeah, right? why should jujitsu practitioners cross train? Yeah, so for longevity and injury prevention and to uh, increase conditioning would be like my top three. Mm. You know, and probably in the injury prevention mm-hmm. and longevity are kind of the same thing, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so f- I guess fun fact, I started as a runner before I ever started okay. jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And, and in my baby steps into the running world, that is something that came up all the time was that like, you can't just only run yeah. because you're going to wear out the, the repetitive movements. Yeah. You're going to wear out certain joints you're going to overwork certain muscles and underwork other muscles yeah. and it's you're not going to last super long so one of the analogies you know. i say is like is like the 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 hinge on the door right mm-hmm. even if your door and your wall are perfectly aligned right you open and close that door enough the hinge is going to break so overuse type injuries is one of the main things is why i have to recommend doing other types of training because you have to vary it you know mm-hmm when we get into the, the, the gym and we're doing, you know, resistance training or whatever, 
we're going to look at exercises that will help strengthen what you're trying to do on the mats mm -hmm. you know like like we're doing single leg type takedowns we want to mm -hmm. like maybe do a lunge right like to, so we can actually get through that movement stronger right. you know we do a lot of pulling with our arms we want to do like upper body pulling things but we want to do things that complement it also that keep us balanced you know a lot of people if you look at a, a wrestler right like yeah. anybody that wrestled for any period of time is like internally rotated and kind of rounded upper back right oh uh, uh, so yeah. like the, you know like all these muscles on the front of their chest are like really strong and they have like good pulling muscles too but mm -hmm. like we need to like counteract that to get the body in the right position yeah. so that's just kind of a just a way of illustrating you know the balance type of things you yeah know? we want to do exercises that help benefit our sport but then we also want to do exercises that help keep us in balance and our body in a, a prime condition or yeah. position yeah. yeah. Well, and then also just speaking from personal experience, because as you know, I've been weightlifting pretty consistently for about six months. Yeah. I mean, I was weightlifting before then, but it definitely wasn't as consistent as it is now. So, but what I have found is that doing certain exercises, especially trying to strengthen my lower body in particular, mm -hmm. has really helped with my hip throws and stuff or really yeah. helped with like leg drags when I have to squat and then I, I feel more stable because my muscles are able to hold my body in that position better and even doing weighted deadlifts and stuff with the bar it helps my grip strength yeah. and I've noticed I can like grip on a lot better yeah. you know and so it's it's just stuff that I've seen happening in my own self you know that that I'm just like oh maybe this is you know Maybe this is something I want to keep doing. Well, yeah, I mean, I like I think everybody should pick up heavy things on a regular basis, well yeah. into your life, and there's there's a yeah. lot of reasons for that. But yeah, if we just keep it on the topic of jujitsu, like mm -hmm. it's gonna keep your joints stronger, you know, mm -hmm. and and the likelihood it will reduce the likelihood for injury. And mm -hmm. particularly, like a lot of the training we do is high volume, lots of reps, lots yeah. of reps. You know, the competition training is lots of reps, oh, lots of reps, lots of reps. Training lots is reps. so intense. Yeah, and it's high volume yeah. stuff. So we have to do something that counterbalances that, and that means picking up heavy things on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying like you need to lift weights, you know, five days a week, but it should be two, maybe three days a week. The caveat on that is if you get like way too into the power liftery type space, you're yeah. gonna, you're going to inhibit your range of motion you're going to become mm -hmm. stiff True. you know so it's like it, there's this whole balance game and that's yeah. one of the reasons why i love jujitsu is like like trying to find the balance between as between being as like strong as you possibly can while not over stiffening you know and staying mobile right? yeah. yeah yeah nice okay so since we're talking about cross training exercising weightlifting etc for jujitsu so let me ask you this are there specific exercises that benefit jujitsu more than other exercises. Well, <laughs> uh, well so we got to look at our activities, right? Um, I would say, from a longevity standpoint, like we got to look at uh, the most common injuries, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, potentially neck mm -hmm. trauma, reduced range of motion in the neck. You know, getting choked, you're getting cranked on the neck a lot. Yeah. Shoulder injuries we see a lot. Mm -hmm. Knee injuries we see a lot. Yeah. So. You know, to keep your knees in a prime position, like we're going to want to do things like deadlifts and glute bridges to build strength around the hip to keep, you know, the leg muscles and the knee in a, a prime position to kind of mm -hmm. counteract, you know, particularly when you get in upper belts, mm -hmm. competitive where people are you know, doing heel hooks and toe holds oh, and they're yeah, like oh cranking on your knee. Yep. You know, a lot of arm bars happen. So like I want to make sure my shoulder is in a prime position. So like a lot of upper body pulling stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I like training people through movement patterns. Like I could yeah. say upper body pulling, do some rows, do some pull-ups. But really, like as long as you're doing upper body pulling of some variation and, and vary it when mm -hmm. you're workouts, so like it really doesn't matter. You know, yeah. you don't want to do the same thing over and over and like always doing lat pulls or, or cable rows. But I love lat pulls. Well, yeah, but but well, vary the weight. Well, do, vary you don't want to do it like yeah. the same thing yeah. all the time. It goes yeah. back to like what I talked earlier about the running repetitive motion like you can't just do all the same things all the time yeah. and I find it's, it's boring to do the same workout all the time like if I if I'm doing upper body pulling like yeah I'm gonna get on a lat machine do some lat pulls but like I may put a different handle on it right and now I'm doing yeah. a different grip pull so even just rotating my hands gets my shoulders in a little different position and now mm -hmm. I'm just activating different muscles or using different yeah. muscles you know um, your body wants to be uh, surprised it wants to be kept guessing you know and it like and you will get the most profound impact from your workouts when you kind of Surprise different things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and and you say that and I've experienced that 
personally being in the gym like doing a machine i've never done before i was like oh what's this so i'll yeah. read the instructions okay seems easy enough yeah. and then i do it i'm just like oh okay i guess i can do that and it's just i just i'm just you guys can't see me in podcast land everything he's saying over here i'm just like nodding my head vigorously like yep 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 yep, yep, yep. But one of the analogies uh is a phenomenal book called uh go wild by um uh rady and i forget who the co-author is but it just talks about like uh, the, one of the things that they talk about in that book, lots of great info in there, but it's like running on a treadmill versus like trail running. You know, when you go run on a trail, it's like the little inconsistencies of the trail, your ankle, your feet, you're going to do all these things. And it's like you go around a corner and there's a deer or a bear. It's like, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know, and like, and you see maybe a sunrise or, you know, like oh, all I those things. Yeah. sunrises. Just envision that versus, okay, I'm on the treadmill running i might do the exact same distance but i'm looking at a tv or a magazine or something it's just it's not the same stimulus at all it's not i yeah. i i absolutely hate the treadmill i hate it so much mm-hmm. i hate i hate mm-hmm. it i hate it yeah, i hate a, it i'm not a fan of treadmill and yeah. i i just i do road running or yeah. sidewalk running yeah. and then okay can i just tell a little story this is not anything to do with jujitsu but it does have to do with trail running <laughs> so i live not too far from the argon lab over here and they have like a nine and a half almost 10 mile loop mm-hmm. of a trail and I would run that sometimes I mean at the time I was training for a half marathon so I was like okay if I can at least do one whole loop that's most of the half marathon and I saw deer yeah. I saw it like I ran I was like running down kind of this hill like like a downhill curve type of thing and I get down the hill and I start to curve and there's this deer just like standing there and I'm just like and then I stopped and I was just kind of like looking around like what do I do it's like, do it's, I go around it is it gonna charge me I don't know they're typically pretty nice but yeah but you gotta watch out you know you know, you know antlers I run in my neighborhood you know total suburb west suburban Chicago and mm-hmm. and there are coyotes and there I see foxes all the time and oh. and it's kind of crazy like I'll be yeah. jogging early in the morning or in the like not late, but like nine, you know, the lights, it's dark, the yeah. street lights are on, and like a fox will kind of like, like be running side uh, along, yeah, but like it's, they're, they're predators, you know? Yeah. Like, so you kind of have to like turn and they're like, so you, like though. make eye contact with them to make sure they're not going to come like try grab an ankle yeah. or something. But yeah. it's so much, like you're saying, like it's so much more interesting outside, breathing the fresh air and feeling the breeze. And like if you're, it's early morning watching the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Outdoor outdoor running is so much better than treadmill running. We need to be outside too. Yeah. We're, we're designed to be outside. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for that little caveat. Yeah. Talking about running, but yeah. we're also talking about cross training, so but, I guess it's but it's important. You it's know, on topic. So. I, you know, there is something to be said. Okay, like we're competing. You know, at, at a jujitsu you know, competition. You know, for me, that's five minute rounds. I have to be able to do five minute rounds. So like. Mm-hmm practicing sparring five six minute rounds repeatedly 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 is going to help me but Mm -hmm. also going for a jog walk on a regular basis is going to help my energy system it's going to help me metabolize it's going to you know it's just going to prime my system so it's i'm not saying you have to go run a marathon to be a better jujitsu player but like getting out going for some jogs or or rocks or you know like that's definitely going to help your body well recover also like Mm -hmm. i'm sore as hell right now yeah. <laughs> like I had a rib injury. Like this is the first week I've been actually be able to get back into sparring, and I just feel beat up. I actually just came from a physical therapy session, feeling mm-hmm. kind of good. But like, like when I'm sore and achy, one of the best things you can do for sore muscles is move them. And yeah. something like going what we call zone two, like cardio, mm-hmm. like just like slightly elevated, you know, heart rate helps flush the blood through the systems, helps facilitate the healing process, drive the inflammation out, mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a whole nother part of why we should cross train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Recovery. Yeah, know? recovery, mm-hmm. definitely. And mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, you know, so speaking of the half marathon, I was training for half marathons long before I ever found jujitsu. And that's, that's something I'm going to talk about on a different episode where I talk about sort of like my history with exercise and stuff. But that was my very first sport. Yeah. And so I had to kind of crash course my way through a lot of different advice for figuring out how to continue running like how to train properly and how to you know how to do this how to do that and so I'm finding a lot of the advice that I got was actually really good advice and it it carries over into jujitsu and it carries over into what you're saying like weightlifting and stuff and Mm -hmm. and um I'm just I guess reflecting on it right now like I'm guess I'm I guess I'm just really fortunate that 
the advice I saw was from people who knew what they were talking about. Yeah. That's good. There's a lot you of know, bad advice. There is so a lot good. of bad You're advice. Fortunate. Well, that's why also why I wanted to have you on on here so that people who are listening to this can get good information and good advice instead of a whole bunch of, you know, not good advice. Yeah, cut that's the noise. Cutting, you know, that's floating around the internet. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so, okay, so we just talked about specific exercise benefiting jujitsu. Okay, so now let's say people have hired a coach and maybe they're hiring you and they're started to do these exercises you tell them to do they're cross training they're doing jujitsu what kind of timeline can they expect um to see their cross training benefiting their jujitsu i think it depends on what we call a training age mm -hmm. you know somebody that's been training very athletic their whole life like uh, they train, you have to train a long, long time to see a, a, any type of results, you know, mm -hmm. and just kind of like an analogy, like a power lifter, like somebody that's like at a very high level, national level power lifter, like they may train for a, an entire year to see a one or 2% gain on a lift, right? Mm -hmm. But you take that same person, like, I don't know if you've ever, I know you're lifting weights, but let's just say Stacy's never squatted before. She comes into my gym. The first time you squat, you might be using an empty barbell. And they're like, we're just testing range of motion. You're like, oh my goodness, this feels so heavy. You know, maybe we put half body weight on it. But mm -hmm. like, you will double your squats weight very quickly. You know, and you see it over and over and over again. So the younger the trainer age, training age of, of the client or the person, the results are going to happen very quickly. But then mm -hmm. they kind of plateau. And you have mm -hmm. to be very intelligent about your program design in order to see gains as you advance in your training age. Mm. But whether it's weight loss, getting a little stronger, you know, increased range of motion. It's tough to increase range of motion, particularly when you're the old dude like me. <laughs> but like, but you have to be relentless on that stuff. I think, I hope that answers the question. I think if you're brand new, like you should expect to see some really good progress really quickly. That's weeks, not days necessarily, but lose weight and 10, 20 pounds in a month. That's pretty easy. Not, not too crazy, nothing too stream and you can also see some tremendous increase in your lifts mm -hmm. um the other progress we, we, we look at is like increased range of motion maybe the movement patterns are just a little bit better mm. you know those sorts of things uh the one thing i would say about this is you have to take your actual age into consideration too mm. if you have poor posture or you have a desk job and you're you know my age 46 and mm. maybe haven't exercised for a couple decades and now you're getting into it like you may not be able to get your shoulder in an ideal position to maybe put a barbell or something over your head mm -hmm. uh, but like the fixing quote unquote fixing yeah. the soft tissue you know, to get your shoulder into a better position, like that's going to take a long time because maybe you have 40 years of physiological programming. Like, like yeah. that's not going to be reversed in weeks or months. It yeah. may take years to actually reverse. Yeah. Okay. So. so if we're talking about cross training and seeing sort of physical changes in the actual body, when is sort of a timeline for when these doing these, these supplemental exercises, these cross exercises, when is sort of the time when people can expect to see that coming through in their jujitsu? I would say, you know, a, a month-ish. You know, it really mm -hmm. depends on frequency of exercise, frequency on the mat, how consistent you are, mm -hmm. those sorts of things. You know, but if, let's say, you know, you have a pretty typical two or three days a week on the mats and you have two or three days in the gym mm -hmm. or or walking or doing some type of cardio mm -hmm. i think you'll see improvements within a few weeks mm -hmm. um that may just be like you know i'm not as winded as i was you know it may be that you know initially when you start lifting weights you're gonna be sore you're gonna be like mm -hmm. really sore it's like oh my god i'm using my body in a, a new way or maybe a way that i haven't done in a long time so you're gonna have a lot of soreness mm -hmm. initially you may be like uh, well, I'm not as sore as I was a month ago. Like that's 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 um uh you know like hidden results, right? Yeah. And then you know, you know as you advance, like you know maybe you are a little bit stronger. Like mm -hmm. oh, like you know I could actually pick my opponent up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, you know. Or yeah. Like, like struggled less with it. Yeah, you know? totally. Like mm -hmm. struggled less, or mm -hmm. like my 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 quads didn't burn when they were when I was doing my sumo squat or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. it's. Yeah, I could I could definitely tell that the months of consistency, mm -hmm. the months of consistency were really paying off because I was feeling it in just the strength in my body. Yeah. 
And that was amazing. Yeah, you know, it, it's amazing. Even if it's like not um, like actual physical strength development, just the confidence and the and the, the mindset of it is, is like is tremendous for a lot of people. It's oh, like, it feels good. Yeah. Oh, I went in. I like I didn't think I'd ever be able to deadlift. I don't know what your numbers are, but like you know, hundred pounds or whatever. And then you go do that, and you come in the you know the jujitsu studio the next day. You're like, oh, I deadlifted that. You know, yeah. and, and like you, you just feel better. You're like, oh, I can do it. You know. So. Well, I mean, and it's pro- it's progress too. Like mm-hmm. it's. I started out deadlifting just the bar, yeah. and now I was deadlifting with 45-pound plates. Yeah. You know, well, one of each, but yeah. still, like, that's progress from just yeah. the bar. Yeah, don't put one on one side. It's a, that's an <laughs> awkward lift. You know, you definitely want to balance out the bar. Well, I said 45-pound plates, but <laughs> yeah. what I mean was yeah. one of each. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not doing, like, three or whatever yeah. yet, I guess, but yeah. I just, you know, just seeing the progress. And, like, and, and I guess also, like, in the cr- terms of cross-training, like, patience patience like because for me that's something I struggle with because I if I'm going to do something I want it to be like quote unquote worth my while right now mm-hmm. and <laughs> um it's worth your while but like we like you literally just talked about the timeline like it takes a long time to you know quote unquote you can't you, podcast land can't see me doing these like yeah. air quotations with my fingers but it's like to see like the results and stuff. Yeah. But the other side of this is, you know, long term, it's like, you know, one of my favorite quotes is there is no finish line. There's no finish line. And, you know, so, so like, when's the end of your training? Like, I, my, the end of my training is when I expire, when they actually put mm-hmm. me in the, in the earth again, <laughs> or again. But, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I'll be training until the day I die. You know, mm-hmm. my training will, you know, vary. It'll, it'll be altered significantly, you yeah. know, as I age. But, um, but Professor Carlos talks about this, you know, Master Carlos uh, Gracie Jr., you know, he's 70 or whatever, you know, and like... Yeah, something like yeah. that, like 67, yeah. 68, yeah. And, and like the exercises he's doing, Professor Carlos says, you know, I want to be like that guy. That guy's the epitome yeah. of, you know, 70-year-old. Like, I want to move like him when Didn't I'm Didn't Master Helio Gracie train until he was like 95? Like, yeah, I mean... Something I, like that? I, I, like, there's so many. Up, like, up to like two yeah, weeks yeah, before yeah. his death. Yeah. And he's like a 90-something-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, because we, like, something that we say all the time as, as part of, I mean, part of Gracie Baja is jujitsu for life. Yeah. But also, this can be applied to, like, cross-training, nutrition, the things that we just talked about. It's for life. It's mm. your, it's for your life. Like, it doesn't stop until you literally die. Yeah, I mean, we, like, we are designed to outrun gazelle barefoot. Like, that's what we're designed to do. And... It's kind. Of, this is. I'm fascinated by these notions and what, like, the premise of what is like normal and healthy and those sorts of things. Like, like, if you if you think about what exercise is, like, what is exercise? If you look at primal cultures, like they like whatever some Amazonian tribe or something, mm-hmm. like they don't fashion dumbbells and barbells and they don't work out. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like so. Why exercise? You know, it's because. Exercise is emulating the work, the movement that we used to do day in and day out on a regular basis. Mm. You know, hunter-gatherer societies, like, they would run a marathon a day. And, like, half of that marathon, they'd be, like, packing, you know, 80 pounds of meat back to the tribe. That's what we're designed to do. But we, we became agrarian. We started farming, you know, 10,000 years ago. And the Industrial Revolution happened about 120-ish years ago, right? And, and we become more and more sedentary. Now we have computers. We have this technological revolution that's mm-hmm. gone on the last couple decades. It's like mm-hmm. people don't get off their butts. And so they need to exercise. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're, we're just emulating the work that we used to do on a regular basis day in and day out, you know, mm-hmm. till we died. Because that's yeah. what we had to do. Right. <laughs> You know, so it's like, right. but yeah, you talk about, yeah. you know, Master Halio, like, that's crazy. He was working out till he's 95, but it's like, no, that's, that, that's actually kind of normal in the grand scheme of things, yeah. you know, you know. Well, but I mean, it's, I think it kind of goes back to, and I think we talked about this during the nutrition episode. It, there's no like time limit where it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, like in nutrition, I think you mentioned this. I don't remember specifically anymore, mm-hmm. but something along the lines of, okay, I'm going to eat these types of things for six to 12 weeks and then, and then, and then what, yeah, yeah, right. you know, and it's the same thing with the cross training and, and the jujitsu and everything like that. I was like, okay, I'm going to train for a year. Okay. Well, and then what? Yeah. Yeah. But right. like, you know, then we're going to do, there well, is no finish line. There is a, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's, and as a person who enjoys getting to my destination rather than the journey, 
that's has been a thing for me to to learn how to accept yeah. is because I had to learn and this was really difficult in the beginning of jujitsu, but also like the thing with also running was just like okay, well I had the next race, next race, next race, and then eventually I just grew to enjoy the process of it. I would run just because I liked it and I didn't have a time limit, I didn't yeah. have a mile goal or whatever. And, you know, jujitsu kind of became the same way. Like, the more I did it, the more I just enjoyed doing it. I didn't have, like, a, oh, I need to get to, you know, XYZ belt rank or whatever. Like, I'm just like, oh, let's show up and have fun. It's, it's, it's the journey. Yeah, it is. And it's it's like this, this sound, this comes off the wrong way. But, like, the more time I spend on the mats, the more I realize how much I suck. And, <laughs> and that inspires me because it's like, you know, like, whatever, you, you get submitted a bunch of times by higher ranking belt or you just have an off day or, or whatever but like i don't you know look at professor carlos you know four-time world champ mm-hmm. you know he's been studying jujitsu like his whole 35 life, years yeah. or whatever it is 30 years do you think his jujitsu is good enough do you think he thinks he needs oh, i'm good enough or do you think he will be on those mats you know, every day, like learning, you know, pushing himself to a, a new level. You know, oh, he's constantly working yeah. at it every, like, yeah. constantly. Well, and I like every black belt that I've met. Like he never stops yeah, moving. Has that same mentality. Yeah. You know, at, like, you know, that I've had the at least the privilege of talking with mm-hmm. at least a little bit. They, there's this constant striving for improvement, perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, like you never can achieve perfection, but they're going to chase after it. You know. Yeah. Until they're dead. Well, <laughs> I mean. It's, and I don't know if necessarily I would classify it as perfection because I know some people are, they continually like strive for perfection and then they get, they get down on themselves because they never reach it. But I think it's more of, you know, you strive to be a better version of yourself than you were yesterday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think if we phrase it that way, I think it's, it's a lot easier to, to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, like, I'm on a pursuit of perfection, but it's an unattainable goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'll never get there. You know, and, and so, like, this 1% better every single day, like, like that's the least I want to be doing. Like, I just want to be a little bit better today than I was yesterday. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. I want to be a little bit better. And this is everything in life, by the way. You know, mm-hmm. like, jujitsu is certainly one thing, but I want to be a better dad, better husband, better boss, better coworker. You know, like, you mm-hmm. know, all the things. And um, uh, it's a, a relentless pursuit of excellence. You know? Yeah. Yeah, just be, I mean, the same thing with cross-training. Like, if you have started jiu-jitsu and you're like, oh, now I need to cross-train, you know, you don't necessarily have to go all out in the beginning. Like, just start doing something. I would recommend the exact opposite. Like, <laughs> take it easy, you know? And then if you think about it... Like, oh. just start start small. Like, because I feel like if people try to start doing all the things at once, they're going to get really overwhelmed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Baby being steps. overwhelmed isn't going to help them with consistency, and that's a huge key. Like you have to be consistent. It's it's it's, it's actually a phenomenal point. Like um, I'm 46, right? Mm-hmm. I train jujitsu five six days a week. I I walk run every single day. I strength train or CrossFit, you know, two or three times a week mm-hmm. at least. You know, like I work out twice a day every single yeah. day. If I didn't know you or what you're capable of, I would not recommend that. You know, that, yeah. You, you know what I mean? I, like don't do what I'm doing. Well, that's because yeah. that is. You are a well-seasoned athlete. That is something that you, you specifically, mm-hmm. are able to do, and that's that's great for you, you know. But and this is why we say in the beginning, like, don't take this as actual like yeah. medical advice because we can't advise you like that, you know. Like we don't know, like, and especially Dave is your coach. Like he doesn't know what kind of like fitness background you have. It's, it's this nuance of like, okay, I'm like, I want to, you know. Dip your toes in. We're gonna get you moving. Like I want to push you, but if I push you too hard, you know you're you'll break. You know. Yeah, and, exactly. And and when I'm training clients, we talk about we talk a lot about rate of perceived exertion. You know, so like whatever. I'm gonna put you on a row, or you're gonna row for five minutes uh, at a certain pace. I'm gonna say on a scale of one to ten, how hard was that? Mm-hmm. And you, whatever, seven. Okay, like okay, that's a sustainable pace, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, and like most of our workouts, we actually want to be at seventy or eighty percent, you know. Like, mm-hmm. so going back to Professor Carlos, he's like, don't be the gym lion, you know. Like, you're rolling, your sparring sessions, you know, aren't competitions, you know. When yeah. you're on the mat, like you should be going seventy, eighty percent, you know. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you're not trying to break your. It's not a test. It's not a competition. Yeah. It's the same thing with marathon training. Like, 
you know, you're going to work a pace. And then when you go do your marathon, you're going to test yourself. You're going to push yourself to the limits. You know, it's all, you know, we do it with one rep max lifts, you know, like that's a test day. Every other day, it's like 70, 80% day. Mm -hmm. So the, this rate of perceived exertion and I know where my red line is, you know, mm -hmm. and I know like how to hold right at that red line for mm -hmm. my workouts, you know, so that like I don't debilitate myself and I'm like, out of my regimen for two or three days. Yeah. But and but this gets back to the training age thing. If yeah. you haven't worked out for a while, maybe you were a college athlete, D one player, and then like didn't work out for two years or two decades or whatever. Yeah. And then you get in the gym. Guess what, bro? You're not gonna work out like you did when you're eighteen. <laughs> you yeah. You're gonna break yourself if you try to do that. You yeah. Know? So like we gotta we gotta ease back into it. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we've discussed the why, the how, and all sorts of good tidbits in between. Now that somebody has listened to this and has decided, okay, I need to start doing that, how do they get started? Yeah. Well, I would, again, find a good coach. Uh, I think it's important that you understand how to move well, mm. right? And you need to find a good coach that can help you move well, right? So, like, if you want to go, like, squatting's great. I, like, everybody should squat every single day. Every single warm-up, you know what we do at Jiu-Jitsu? We squat. Squats. You know, about 20 times, right? <laughs> you know, um, you know, but if you don't know proper squat mechanics, like I would not be loading up a barbell, yeah, you know, and squatting, you know, mm -hmm. um, so find a good coach, something yeah. that can teach you and show you and demonstrate the movements, mm -hmm. right? That's critical for, especially for like complex barbell movements, you know, but that's step one, right? Yeah. And you know, like everybody needs a coach, by yeah. the way, like Olympic athletes have the multiple coaches. coaches, you know, Michael Jordan, maybe the greatest ball player of all time, right? Like had multiple coaches, right? You know, like you got to have coaches. You know, I mean, so. and even your coaches have coaches yeah. or had, had coaches. Yeah. And, and I absolutely would a hundred percent agree with, mm -hmm. with you on that. Like, you know, I think people try to hack their nutrition and do it by themselves. Cause I feel like maybe that's something that people like to do, but in terms of exercise and stuff, you guys, I can't agree with Dave any more than I, like, I can't agree more. You got to have a coach. Yeah. Especially least, if you don't know, especially if you're new to exercise, like yeah. you said. Yeah, we got to move through the proper movement patterns. Because yeah, yeah. you, can, you can get hurt if you have poor mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody's different. Everybody has different range of motions. So, like, one of the things I do with my clients is I, like, I show you where your range of motion is, like, you know, and then it's like, okay, you should only, you know, go this far through that movement pattern until your range of motion improves. Yeah. And guess what? As your range of motion improves, you're inherently weak in the new range of motion. So now we got to build stability and, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so find, you know, find a good coach that knows how to train movement patterns. I said in the previous podcast, like, I think I did anyway, it's like part of my goal to render myself obsolete. So when, I you did say that. when, yeah. I'm, when I'm training people, like I, I want to get them knowledgeable enough, educated enough, so they don't ever need a coach again. One other thing that, like, even my clients that have been with me, like, four or five years, mm -hmm. it's like, you should video your own movements, right? Like, watch and study how you move, you know? It's like, when mm -hmm. if we're going back to the squat thing, it's like, was that deep enough, coach? Like, you should mm -hmm. be able to feel if you got to depth without compromising your spinal position in a squat. Yeah. But you may have to study your own movement. So get a tripod or whatever, mm -hmm. put your phone at a 45-degree angle in front or back, and, like, watch your own movement patterns. And I'm not, like, selfie in the gym. That's not what I'm talking yeah. about, Instagram influencer stuff. I'm talking about study your own movement, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, like, speaking of the Instagram stuff, like, I've recorded myself doing different exercises for Instagram for just a minute because I realized after Professor Dada went home and there was nobody there to hold the camera for me, it was really hard to do that on my phone, so I just stopped. Yeah. But at the times when she would record for me or if I finally found a place to prop my phone up, it is interesting yeah. to see like how I'm moving and like, you know, now when I go to the weight area, I make sure I can stand in front of the mirror and like look and see what I'm doing. What, what so I like, I hate mirrors in gyms, by the way. Like we have no mirrors really? in our gym besides the bathroom because like when I have a weight on my back, when I'm squatting, right? Like my life, I can't do this now, but my lifetime mm -hmm. back squat is 420 pounds, which is a pretty good number for that's 46 like, year old dude. That's right? like two grown yeah, humans. Yeah. Like double body weight. Like that's, <laughs> that's a pretty big squat. There's, you know, that puts me in a very high percent percentile of, of, you know, strong people in the world. But like all I'm concentrating on is that weight and how my body feels. If I have to look in the mirror or like look to the side, you know, like, like I'm not paying attention to my mm -hmm. movement patterns. 
it's called proprioception, like the awareness of your body moving through space, right? Like, like I'm so I'm like I'm adamantly opposed to yeah. mirrors and gyms. Like you should really? know, yeah, you should feel your own movement. Well, I mean, I I do, I do, but then also I'm constantly worried that. I'm rounding my back too much, so I have to check to make sure that my back is straight. <laughs> so, so you twist your <laughs> spine, maybe, to rotate your spine? <laughs> yeah. So that, no, that, like, I get it? myself set uh, up, there. like, and I get into the position, and I, like, I do a quick check, like, mm-hmm. okay, and yeah. then I yeah. to put my head back in the proper alignment, and then I do the thing. But I need to make sure that my back is straight, because I run into this a lot, and I used to do this all the time in my beginning jujitsu journey, too, is that, like... In my mind, I'd be like, oh, yeah, my back is straight. But really, I was, like, hunched over. When you, do you spar with, like, your eyes closed? I do, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I was doing drills today, you know, um, with my eyes closed. I'm, like, I'm just trying to, like, move, like, close my eyes and just kind of feel my I hands. I do. I've but, been know. doing that for a yeah. long time yeah. now. And yeah. I used to get so much crap for it in the mm-hmm. beginning because people are like, are you going to sleep? Like, what's going on? But it's just, like, no, because what I realized is that at the time that I was doing this and I had to kind of realize that I needed to do this was because I had very poor body awareness. I had a very poor perception of weight distribution. And so I also realized I was relying way too much on what I could see. So that, so then if a person had me in like a really, um, kind of deep cross face or anything like that, or like a really low mount and I couldn't see anything, I didn't know what to do. You got a gee, sweaty gee in your eyeball. Yeah. And so, and then especially with, um, I think I really started doing this beginning with back mount escapes and they were like, Oh, you need to, you know, whatever, whatever, like all the stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I can't rely on my eyes because I can't see what's happening. So I need to be able to perceive and feel what's happening. And in order for me to concentrate on doing that, I had to close my eyes. Yeah. Well, so for me, it's the same thing with like weightlifting. Like I try to get my clients, like you need to feel if your back is rounding. Like, and, and that takes a long time to learn, you know, uh, numerous examples of people I've worked with where it's like, like they can't even feel their back rounding and so you kind of have to like stop them and be like, okay, here's your range of motion where your back starts to round, you know, mm-hmm. and whether that's a squat or a deadlift or, or whatever they're doing, you know, when you're under load, by the way, it's like you, you don't want your spine to change position. Like mm-hmm. that's like almost a cardinal rule. There are exceptions to everything and there's different ways to train. Like there's going to people, Jefferson curl people in here, you know, talk to me about this, but, um, or out in podcast land anyway. Um, but but ideally, like if I'm squatting like any weight, like I don't want my spine to move, change mm-hmm. position. I want it to stay fixed and steady. And that's where that's like if, if we're getting way too hard into the power lifter type mm-hmm. thing, it's all about stiffening. But guess what? Like that's one of my big things in jujitsu is like I gotta like train my body to move, be more yeah. mobile. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you gotta be mobile, yeah. flexible. Yeah. Okay, so what would you say to somebody who? has been listening to this and is like nodding along and thinks, Oh yeah, that's a really great idea, but that's not possible for me. That's out of reach for me. What would you say to that person? Well, I think that's ludicrous. Mm. It, like, like everybody needs to move. Not only is it for you. If you're that person saying that right now, you need it more than anybody else. Everybody needs to move on a regular basis. You know, jujitsu players. I mean, if we're like, you're out there on the mats, you're rolling. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you're moving, but complementing your uh, jujitsu with a little bit of strength training, a little bit of conditioning work, it's only going to make you a better player. If you're, you know, if you're not a jujitsu player and you're just, you know, maybe have a sedentary lifestyle, like, Mm -hmm. like something's better than nothing. You you need to get up and walk, you know, just move every single day. Mm -hmm. And like 15 minute walks every day or for three days is better than one 45 minute walk. You know, like consistently, mm-hmm. just like little things, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's amazing the profound impact of just a little bit of regular movement has on your overall health, Yeah, you know, physical and mental, by the way. Yeah, no, both for sure. Yeah. And I a million percent agree with that too. Yeah. And, and the analogy I like to use that, um, and I use the same analogy with the students that I work with, mm-hmm. trying to get them to, to understand being consistent is better, is that it's like brushing your teeth two minutes every day. <laughs> For you know, two minutes every day for fourteen days is way better than ten minutes once a week. I don't know. 
I mean, <laughs> I'm on the half hour every two weeks. <laughs> no, but like, but you see my point. It's like yeah. that's something that yeah. people generally relate to really mm-hmm. well because, like, I don't know a single person who doesn't brush their teeth. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, you brush your teeth every day. It's part of your morning routine or whatever. And then getting movement into your day, you just need, like you said, 15 minutes a, a day, yeah. every day. It's going to be way more effective than yeah. trying to go for an hour on a weekend. Well, and w- so one thing that's huge is like for a lot of people is very profound is like getting up and just moving for five minutes, like first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I like maybe that's just go taking the dog out for a walk. Don't let the dog walk you, by the way. Like you <laughs> walk the dog, right? Like you, you know what I mean? It's got to be intentional or deliberate movement. It, maybe it's push ups, maybe it's yoga flows or some stretching or something like that. Getting out into the daylight early in the morning moving for yes. just five or ten minutes the like the impact on your health and mood for the rest of the day is just incredibly profound and, and most people wake up hit snooze five times you know like <laughs> hit the pause button on life you know get up maybe go to the bathroom and then they're right into their phones work emails you know social media they're just like they're distracted by all the mm-hmm. noise but just yeah. like five minutes just working on you you know yeah. doesn't make you don't have to get up at 4 a.m. You know, like just get up and. I mean, unless you want to get up at 4 a.m., like I, we're not gonna stop you. But right? I'm I'm an early riser. And people I mean, I am too. It. Sometimes I'm just yeah. already awake at 4 a.m. But sometimes I sleep in. On, anyway, yeah, if you want to wake up at 4 a.m., yeah. wake up at 4 a.m. We're not gonna stop you. Yeah. But like, if you don't want to wake up at 4 a.m., you don't have to wake up at 4 a.m. Just build this into your routine. Yeah. You know, I got two little kids, and if like if I'm right up on the buzzer on when they wake up. You know, like I like oh, I had I was out late or you know I needed a little extra sleep. But if I don't spend five minutes on me before mm-hmm. they wake up, like I am not the best dad I can be. I can tell you that you know at the very least, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just five minutes for yourself, movement yeah. every know? day. Yeah, consistency, guys. Yeah. Consistency, mm-hmm. and we said this last time too. Consistency, consistency, it, consistency. I think it's the key to a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's the key to a lot more things in life than you might think. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so, Coach Dave, mm-hmm. what are some good resources people can check out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a lot out there. Uh, I, I talked about uh, Huberman, the Huberman Lab last mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. He's and The people he has on his podcast are phenomenal. Like, And this is one of the most uh, kind of impactful podcasts and, and resources that I've found in a, in a, in a mm-hmm. long time. It's like I love nearly everything I've heard on him or on his podcast. Uh, he's got Dr. Andy Galpin on there. He's got Peter Atia on there. I talked about them. I think yeah. he might have had Amy Shaw on there also. I mentioned her last yeah, time. Yeah, he did. Um, but, like, the Huberman Lab, I think, is a great, just, like, all kinds of stuff. Like, they did one on, like, the adverse effects of alcohol. Like, I, I, I just saw on my social media feed, you know, he's doing one on the effects of, like, Ritalin and Adderall. And that, mm-hmm. like, he, he, he he's got a very great platform with a lot of good information. And his website's awesome, too. Um, So like, I think that's like kind of a one-stop shop. Mm. You know, if you, if you don't want to like go get your own certification and like do a deep dive into, you know, some books, you know, or things like that, he's like, he's one of the best I've seen in a long time. Mm. Uh, Very concise, lots of great information. You know, Mm. the CrossFit Journal was a, it was a phenomenal open source. It was a journal, right? Mm. It it Mm -hmm. used to be free. And uh, and by the way, that's how CrossFit started. CrossFit is a media company. It was a blog post, you know, and like really? they used to just put out, you know, blog posts every single day. And, you know, historically, like you used to like log in the main site and do the quote unquote main site workout, you know, ah. but like CrossFit is a media company and like, and they used to have journal articles, you know, written by Greg Glassman, the founder, you know, a lot of the coaches, you know, different people, you know, it was phenomenal open source. Stop publishing to it couple years ago mm. that's like kind of broke my heart because yeah because there's tons of good information you'd be like whatever i'm pregnant i need to train i'm postpartum i need to train you know i'm you know here's the basics on nutrition there's so much good information that you could go in there and search a ton of stuff but it's kind of defunct now do they still have an active website that we could link? And well, CrossFit.com is there, but like oh, okay. I was, I was actually just on it looking for the journal the other day, and it's like Aww. I think the last one was from 2018. It's like Aww. I don't know why that ended. I mean, anyway, it's one of the great why I fell in love with CrossFit. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to see if we can find some of those, yeah. and then I can try to link it. But, yeah. I've been having some difficulties with some of my links, so hopefully, I got. Hopefully, by the time this goes up, I figured that out and have 
edited the descriptions for everything, so all the links will work. You need to get like your your, your tech staff on this stuff. You know? oh, I am the tech staff. <laughs> I'm the host and the producer and the social media Wear manager all the and the I know tech manager I know and the editor. I mm-hmm. <laughs> it's me. I'm a one woman yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, there's nothing I can't figure out. Like, I'll figure it out. But in the meantime, if you're listening to this and one of the links is broken, I sincerely apologize. I will figure it out and I will fix it. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's, there we go. Okay. So, lastly, but not least, where can people find you on social media? uh, I'm coach underscore Dave Green. That's with an E at the end, by the way. Yeah. I don't think I mentioned that last time. Green with an E. Well, I spelled it correctly, so people read the description, which I hope they do, because I put lots of good information there, then it's spelled correctly. So so Instagram is Coach underscore Dave Green. I'm on Facebook at Dave Green. You can email me, Dave at CrossFit Spiro, S-P-E-R-O dot com. That's the easiest way to get in Mm -hmm. touch with me. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, there's a link on my Instagram on a you know on the Lincoln bio thing. Mm-hmm. Like you can set up. I have 15 minute calls. You you want to talk with me? Have some questions? Like hit me up. I'm yeah, I'm here to help people. Insight. You know, give you some clarity. Help you overcome some obstacles. I'm on a mission to help as many people as I can mm-hmm. find better health, better lives, and yeah. So book a call. Let's chat. Yeah. Well, and then Coach Dave, like if somebody's listening to this, and they're like, oh my god, this sounds amazing. I really like. What Coach Dave is saying, I want to, I want to work with Coach Dave, but then they live in like Nevada, or Nevada, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, can they still contact you? Like, yeah, no, that's my that's my primary passion right now. My CrossFit gym kind of it doesn't run itself, but I, I don't coach on the floor there like at all anymore. I do remote coaching. Uh, I have a handful mm-hmm. of clients all over the country. Uh, I'm most passionate about people that need the most help. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, our kind of fictitious 400-pound dude that maybe <laughs> needs to lose some weight to save his life. Mm-hmm. I want to help that guy. Yeah. Right? Like, like I want to change the life. I want to show them the possibility of the life that they could have. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's never too late to, you know, to start. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm most passionate about. Like, really providing profound impact and helping people live better lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I have, I have clients all over the country. And you don't need to be at my gym, obviously. You know, you don't <laughs> need to have a gym membership. Like... Like a lot of my people start um, walking, mm-hmm. you know, putting a backpack on, maybe w- doing a ruck, you know, mm-hmm. with a rucksack, uh, you know, and like you don't need weights, you don't need dumbbells. Like, we, like yeah. you can grab a backpack, put some books in it, and, and we can do a lot of work. If you're if you're a parent, grab a child. Yeah. Put the child on your back. Yeah. Put the, <laughs> the front baby carrier. Put the you know put the kid in a, a backpack. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and I I just want to touch on one more thing because. I feel like a lot of, I feel like people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, yes, I agree with you. And yes, everything you're saying is sounds amazing, but I'm already, you know, I don't know, 50, 60 years old. Like it's too late, you know? And I, I know. And the thing I want to say is like, it's never, ever too late. I, it's never too late. If you are in the vicinity of the Chicago area, I will show you uh, my oldest member. She's 73 years old. Do 16 foot rope climbs and when when I see I don't know ladies in their 30s or 40s and we mm-hmm. get the ropes out and we're doing rope climbs and they're oh my god I could never do that I'm like well this 73 year old woman over here is getting her butt up there mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean she is one yeah. of the most I, I love her to death she's one of the most badass women I've ever met people I've ever met you know Lee you know huge shout out to Lee she's 73 and she will climb 16 feet in the air <laughs> Yeah, and it, yeah, she's she's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and also I've been finding on social media and stuff too. Now again, like social media, there's corners of social media that are just cesspools of garbage. Yeah. But there's a lot of really good social media out there too. And yeah. so I've been trying to follow diverse people in fitness and also diverse people in fitness in terms of like age. Yeah. And so there's some older people or like you know kind of middle aged people who are out here just like kicking butt and like doing amazing things and building strength and like showcasing, you know, senior citizens who are also, you know, kicking butt and taking names and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm 46. The average age of the people in my gym that train, you know, in person with us, they're, you know, mid to late thirties. Well, I mean, I just want to shout out one account in particular that is the one that, um, I think is the one who really 
showed me that it's never too late, and that's Ernestine Shepard. Oh, really? She, so she's, I think she still holds the record for the world's oldest bodybuilder, I oh, think. She's the bodybuilder? Yeah, yeah. Is she a bodybuilder? I think she is. She's, she's in the she's, meme where it's like, these two women are 70 years old, and like the one's in the rocking yeah, chair. She's like yeah, she's like 80-something yeah. yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. She, and she, here's the thing, though, with Ernestine. She didn't yeah. start... Um, exercising or weightlifting or anything until she was in her 50s. I, it, it, I, I saw a special or some blurb on her the other day. Like, her and her sister. Like, her sister passed. If this is the same woman, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, her, it her is. Sister That's her. Died. That's Ernestine. Yeah, and she promised, and her sister was, like, more of a bodybuilder. And, like, she promised her sister, like, she would win a bodybuilding competition. I'm paraphrasing the story. I think that's it. But, yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. totally is. It's like, yeah. she, her, she, I don't think she started doing any of this fitness stuff until after her sister died and she yeah. wanted to kind of improve her health for her sister's sake like in her sister's memory yeah and i just saw something about it and now she and like she, she's 80 she, something years yeah, old she now she trains women i don't know where she, she trains yeah. she trains every day she's like yeah. she oh my god you guys okay i gotta find her stuff yeah. and link it too it's never too late yeah. and another thing that i like to say is like this little i guess this little phrase i this is not my own phrase i don't know who came up with it first but I heard it, and I was like, that's genius. I'm going to remember that forever, and so far I have. And the phrase is, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is right now. Yeah. yeah there's so many, I call them isms. You know, the yeah. quotes, the isms, you know. But, like, yeah. that helps me sometimes when, because I'm 36. Yeah. And so sometimes there are days where I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm too old for this. Or, or sometimes where I'm just like, ah. Oh, I really should have started when I was like, why didn't I start when I was in my 20s? Like, why didn't I start when I was like 21? Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's a funny little anecdote here is like, I, I was in construction. That was my previous career. And mm-hmm. I left that, you know, 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. And one of my buddies that I used to work with a lot, I, I traveled for work. He would always find a CrossFit gym and he would always find a grappling studio. And like, I mean, this is like going back to 2004, 2003. Mm. And he, he would always be like, Dave, you got to come try CrossFit. And that was like when CrossFit, CrossFit started in 2001. It was in its infancy. It was an early yeah. adopter. And he would always find grappling studios. And, and it took me about 10 years to find CrossFit and become a CrossFit coach. And like, it changed my life. And now I'm two years into my jujitsu journey. But had I started grappling or jujitsu in 2000. <laughs> I think it was, I probably probably would be calling me professor by now. Probably. I mean, probably. You know, twenty, 20 years, years on. Yeah. yeah. You know, although in jujitsu, like it does take. It's, yeah. I think it's like an average is is ten years yeah. to get a black belt yeah. on yeah. average. Some yeah. people get it a little faster. Some people get it a little slower. But either yeah. way, that's like one of my big goals. Like I, I compete a lot. Of, like I want to. I want to win some yeah. medals. But my biggest goal is I want to be professor. Before mm-hmm. my and I want to hand my son his blue belt. So you can't, you can't like you can't get a blue belt till you're what fifteen or sixteen. At least, yeah, yeah, at right. least I so, think when like, you graduate out of the teens yeah. program. Yeah, yeah, and um, so like my five year old, who's been doing jujitsu as long as I have. <gasps> yeah, yeah, um, and my three year olds and now too, uh, but but I want to like I want to hand him his blue belt. That's know? amazing. Yeah. Oh his my first gosh. adult belt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the podcast host in me feels like I have to circle this back around to the yeah. main topic, which yeah. is cross training and jujitsu. But honestly, I feel like everything we've talked about has to do with these topics. Mm-hmm. Like we just talked about, it's never too, it's never too late to start. You're never too old. One day or day one. Exactly. Another ism. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just get up and move. Get yeah. Up. Just yeah. any movement is good. Just get up, yeah. walk a little bit and consistency. We've been mm-hmm. saying that, but mm-hmm. it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And sometimes I have to tell this to my students, too. I'm just like, it's going to sound really cliche, but unfortunately, it's actually true, you know. But it's consistency. Yeah. You, you know, and that's what we talked about also in the nutrition episode, too, is, like, you got to do the things you're going to, like, you know you're going to actually do. Yeah. Well, one point I want to make sure is out there, like, I, I have a lot of friends on the jiu-jitsu mats. A lot of them have sustained some injuries, you know. And mm-hmm. like I would, There's a lot of reps, a lot of volume on the mats. Yeah. Like you you got to counterbalance it with some strength training. To make sure that you have the adequate strength around the around the joints, so you don't mm-hmm. get hurt, you know, like minimize the likelihood for an injury. Yeah. So that, that's like my big like takeaway for jujitsu players: like yeah. get your jiu-jitsu reps in, drill, yeah. drill, 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 spar, 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 yes. but have strength training to help counterbalance all of that volume of those repetitions. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that yeah that kind of goes back to my little story yeah. about the running. Like just yeah. repetitive movement is actually kind of yeah. it's going to take its toll eventually. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, I guess 
God, this is over an hour. Should we wrap this up? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could talk for days and days and days. We, Honestly, we have not I even could like too. crack the surface. Well, of this anything, is also right? part of why yeah. I wanted to start a podcast because, like, I just want to talk about uh, stuff like yeah. this. You know, like just like in in topical chunks. Anyway, Dave. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really me. appreciate you coming on, sharing your expertise with everybody. And you guys, you know, if you want to work with Coach Dave, I will link all of his information in the show notes. And I will double check all of my links too. Yeah, even if it's not work. If you just want some advice, some insight, like literally book a 15-minute call. I want yeah. to help you out. I don't care yeah, who definitely. you are. Yeah, because yeah, like, that's not something we can get into here yeah. in in podcast everybody's but, different yeah. everybody's different it's it's so individualized mm -hmm. so anyway yeah. yay thanks dave thanks for having me thank you so much for listening to this episode if you liked what you heard please subscribe to this podcast give it a rating and leave me a review if you have any questions for me or if there's something you want me to talk about then dm me on instagram at Podcast. Or email me at jujiteraspodcast at gmail.com. These will all be linked in the show notes below. See you next time.